welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I'm joined by Rainier. Rainier, how's it going? What's up, Henry? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, indeed. It is Friday, July 7th, 2023. And uh, like we did a couple weeks ago, we're going to have a pretty freeform little conversation here. No set topic. So, Rainier, what's on your mind? What's good? Let's see. Uh, The Comic Sauce Podcast Lightning Round. Yes. What's new? Uh, Comic-Con is right around the corner. That's definitely top yes. of mind for sure. Same. And same uh, we here. have a group of people that are going, including all of our families. Uh, and some people are making plans to draw out their itinerary for the week. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be here before we know it. Yeah. Yeah. We are days away. It is so close. I can taste it. <laughs> Uh, that is funny what you mentioned, though, the preparation. It seems like every SDCC attendee has a different level of preparation. Some attendees just go in almost blind, like no prep, just like just take it in, you know, and some are like, you know, get the spreadsheets out uh, every day. You're mapping out panels and off sites and whatnot you know um yeah it it is it is fun to to see the differences right and you know amongst our group i I think we are seeing those those differences some of us are under preparing some of us are over preparing that's an interesting scale you you actually mentioned that like there are the people that go into it cold and there are the people that like are completely prepared so like yeah that's if that's a spectrum from like one to 10, 10 being most prepared and one going completely cold. Where would you say you're sitting at right now? Where am I sitting at? Yeah. You know, I think I'm definitely in the prepared camp. I think I tend to be a little bit more prepared than your average attendee. Um, Yeah. I definitely map stuff out like literally today uh, with some of the, the programming being uh, announced. Yeah, they I, released. I, uh, they just released like new days, right? I think they just released. Mm-hmm. They released like Thursday, yep. and they just released Friday today. Yes, yes, they did. So I was updating my Google calendars, and uh, I was putting in panels that I might be attending, and just like kind of mapping it out, you know. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely in that prepared side of things. You know, that said. Uh, I like the approach of being prepared ahead of time, but then when the convention actually happens, I like to have the mentality of, well, anything can happen and all this preparation you, I could potentially just throw out the window, you know, things can change. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. For me, you know, I sit somewhere in the middle. Um, I do look at programming and I, I just eyeball it. Um, but I think what I prepare for most is the logistics of it all, like traveling, mm-hmm. yeah. getting to the hotel, making sure we have like backpacks and chairs and, you know, things to do while we're waiting in line. Um, yeah, I think that's what I most prepare for. And then programming, because we wait in line so much just to get like 
for example, like the, the, the day of whether it's preview night or whatever your first day is, you know, chances are we're spending time in line just waiting to get in. And that's when I dig into like the programming guide and say, okay, this is what I want to do for today. Mm-hmm. So I, I try not to over-prepare because, you know, Comic-Con, like, you know, like it throws us, it can throw, throw us curveballs. Yeah. There are things that show up that are not scheduled. There are things that are scheduled that, you know, move or get canceled. Uh, so yeah, a lot of times it's, you know, being able to like think on your feet and, you know, the, what you've prepared for and what you've planned, you kind of have to throw that out the door and, and go to plan B or even plan C or D. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you never know what can happen. And right. that's not even considering like the times that you go and eat, you need to go eat yeah, <laughs> or even take a little bit of a rest because it is such a tiring. Yeah. Uh, it is such a, it's an, it's a tiring week, man. Yeah. I, it I is. feel like, yeah, I feel like I come away from Comic-Con like malnourished. <laughs> sleep deprived yes and because it's like you want to do everything but it's impossible there's no way you can do it yeah eat rest yeah, what is that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't do that during comic-con usually eating is it, it's usually like it usually boils down to like okay i guess i'm gonna get nachos and hot dogs from the convention stands yeah yeah just to just to stop the grumbling in my stomach you know yeah well, this year we will be with family. Um, so I think probably more so this year than years past. Yeah. Uh, we will have to consider that, you know, whereas before I might be like, I'm just going to starve myself. I'm, I'm going to go on zero hours of sleep. You know, I might need to uh, dial that back a little bit. <laughs> I feel like considering those were the like, little one. I feel like those were like the college years of Comic Con. Yes. Where you could get by with the bare necessities. Like you could not eat for an entire day right yeah. and like maybe yeah. get maybe a couple hours of sleep if you're lucky mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah this last year was my first time taking uh my girls my kids to comic-con my wife our, our entire family went mm-hmm. and uh yep. it, it's certainly a different experience yeah you know yeah. and yeah. it's different and it's fun like i think what i enjoyed most was actually seeing comic-con through my my kids' eyes much in yeah. the same way as like re-experiencing like disneyland Right. It's, right. it's it's a different mindset. It's a different kind of fun. And I really enjoyed it. I, yeah. It's exciting to me that like my kids are excited for Comic-Con. Yeah. 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 I agree. It's different. It's not worse. It's just different. It's a different kind of fun. You yeah. know, yeah. But you have to pay more attention to like, you know, where are you staying? How mm-hmm. often are you going to take breaks? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Are the kids going to have a meltdown? Are they going to be impatient sitting in line? Like, are they going to want to go to the panels I want to go to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, everything yeah. last year, like worked out great. Like we got a good variety of everything we all liked. And so we had a great experience. I I think it's going to be just the same this year. I think we're going to have a fun experience this year. Right on. And we're going to have all of our families together, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's going to be wild. Yeah. The, the family factor is going to be, Um, significant it'll definitely change things another big factor is what we kind of talked about last time and that's the writer's strike the writer's strike and the potential uh actors strike um could change oh there's a potential actor strike yeah that is possible is that in solidarity with 
the writer strike? Yeah, or that's, is there it, some negotiation thing that the actors are going through that's separate from the writer yeah. strike? The, the little I understand of it is, yeah, it's it's more of a solidarity move. Mm. Um, but either way, um, we're looking at a potential huge impact on the convention. So, yeah, even though they're um, announcing the programming, what, what you see, you know, on the Comic-Con site right now, that could change like next week. Right. Because just because of, uh, you know, what's going on yeah. out there. So even more reason to just sort of expect the unexpected things can change big time you know, i'm actually i'm actually okay with a little less celebrity presence because i feel like over the years there's been this big like you know there's there's been this big drive for like celebrity chasing and it makes it just makes it i don't know it makes things just more bonkers yeah um and i feel like if there's a little less of that you know it'll allow for other things to like surface up and get you know more time to shine like i don't know comic books <laughs> yeah yeah wouldn't it be cool if you know all those people who would have gone to hall h end up just checking out cool like indie comics panels or something like that right um reality though is those people will probably go to the exhibit floor um, that's the thing I'm a little concerned about. I'm worried that the already crowded exhibit floor is going to be even more crowded. <laughs> so, uh, I don't we'll know. See. I mean, we'll see. I mean, the exhibit floor, I always just expect it to be crowded. Yeah. So I think it being a little bit more crowded, I feel like is not going to feel any more different. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good approach. Yeah. Just go and expecting that you're going to be packed in like sardines. <laughs> <laughs> and then if it gets a little bit more packed, well, you were expecting it. So no big deal. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's the thing. I mean, that's Comic-Con in general, not just the exhibit floor. And the whole thing is just pretty. Yeah. Wild, it's crazy. You know, it, it's super crowded. It's going to be very crowded. And it's it, not just I, the exhibit floor. It's like restrooms, ATM machines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Starbucks, like yeah. all the surrounding restaurants. Like you're waiting in line for everything because there's just tons of people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we talked a little about a little bit about last year, and um, we know it's going to be different from last year because uh, just numbers-wise, there were fewer attendees last year. Uh, this did year, they say did they say what capacity you know, it was reduced by last year? I don't think we ever got an official count. From what I'm hearing, people were saying it felt like about twenty percent less people. That sounds about right to me. Twenty percent less. Right. Yeah. I mean, it still felt really crowded. I mean, if when that twenty percent mm -hmm. comes back, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's going to be significantly different. Like, it's just going to still be crowded. Yeah. Yeah. It'll still. It'll still be crowded. Um, it will be. Yeah. It'll be wall to wall people. <laughs> no question. So, with that in mind, like, is there so is there any notable panels that you've already highlighted in your programming book? Yeah, I've kind of taken down some panels that um, I wouldn't mind checking out. And there were a select few that I was like, oh, I think I'm going to really make an effort to go to these. Uh, so on Thursday, uh, there's going to be a Beetlejuice 35th anniversary panel. Uh, so that sounds pretty cool. I don't think, you know, uh, Michael Keaton or... Uh, Tim Burton or Winona Ryder are going to be there or anything like that, but maybe um, Jenna Ortega. 
hey we don't you don't know who knows that's another thing about comic-con you never know who's going to show up you know maybe yeah. uh maybe michael keaton will have a surprise appearance who knows yeah yeah surprise uh, appearances yeah. do you remember do you, were there any notable surprise appearances that like top that like uh come to top of mind to, when you think of comic-con um there was one i mean technically it wasn't an appearance because it wasn't there in person uh but uh, this was back when uh, Nerd HQ was a thing, um, but there was a like a Joss Whedon panel, and it's pretty cool because a lot of the actors who've worked with Joss Whedon in the past were on the panel. Um, but Joss Whedon himself was not there because I guess he had uh, some sort of leg injury, so he was at home. Um, so it, it was already like announced that like oh Joss isn't going to be showing up. Uh, so sorry, but you know, here are a lot of cool uh, actors he's worked with. But then there's a surprise where right in the middle of the panel, um, they stopped the panel and they they brought up this big screen and then like um Joss like Skyped in <laughs> and he and he joined the panel virtually. So that was that was a pretty cool surprise. How yeah. about you? Do you have anything like a uh, surprise guest, anything like that? I have a few that pop up um, that come to mind. I think one of the first ones where I realized, whoa, this is a, this is a big, this is a big deal. Like this Hollywood is definitely here was uh, after I think Pirates of the Pirates of the Caribbean came out and they were promoting the second one. And this was completely unannounced. Like Johnny Depp, like walked out and oh, uh, right. I heard about that. Yeah. He came out, walked on stage just kind of like waved to everybody and then he was out like he didn't say mm -hmm. a word <laughs> but yeah. the crowd was went wild yeah, and yeah i remember the group of, of girls that were behind me they were like oh my god i'm gonna cry <laughs> and then yeah. another one another one was uh when top gun maverick uh was just announced and were, were we in hall h together i wasn't uh, in hall h for that one. Oh man okay and then like Tom Cruise comes out completely oh, wow. unannounced and he basically introduces the trailer. This was the first trailer that came out for Top Gun Maverick. And uh, yeah, that was, that was nuts. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's the Hollywood factor of SDCC something maybe not as uh, prevalent this year but um yeah there are there are always surprises that's a, that's part of the fun right yeah for sure so you know like we've been saying it's hard to expect what's going to happen but are, are there any things you are looking forward to like specifically for this year's con anything specifically you know not not i don't have i actually have no expectations um I think this was going to be the year where I was going to wait for um, the craziness of a, a Marvel panel for Hall H. But as they announced, Marvel is not going to have a Hall H panel this year. Yeah. Um, but with that in mind, uh, there's still like the recurring sort of traditional things you go to like Kevin Smith. He's like the ambassador of Hall H. Like we always go to his panel every year. Mm hmm. Uh, and the panels for like all the Cartoon Network stuff, um, a lot of animated shows that we watch, uh, you know, we go to a lot of those panels. So that's, that's what we're really looking forward to as well. Right on. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's going to be a blast. I can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Oh, speaking of animation, um, just finishing my thoughts on on my little uh, programming review. On Friday, there's going to be a Rick and Morty 10th anniversary panel. Oh, I was just reading up on that. I can't believe it's been 10 years already. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's wild. I remember when um, Dan Harmon first promoted it at Comic-Con. And yeah, 10 years ago. It's really wild. You got to meet Dan Harmon, right? Didn't you like bump into him? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. He was a nice guy. And um, I, I was excited to meet him for Community at the time um but he's gone on to do um rick and morty which has become a big hit for him uh so yeah i do want to check out that panel also friday indigo ballroom and then in the next couple days we should see the saturday and sunday programming too so i am curious to see that i'm really curious to see what's coming out too like it's gonna be it's gonna be different um but it's going to be fun. Uh, have you been looking at any of the offsite stuff? That's the thing that's been happening. That's That's been a popular thing for the last handful of years or all the offsites mm-hmm. uh, because there's so much stuff happening inside the convention center that it spills out into the gas lamp area and the surrounding parts of the convention center is, are there any offsites that you're, you're looking at? Yeah, I've been monitoring the offsite stuff kind of casually um and you know there's some stuff i wouldn't mind seeing i mean there's the jurassic park offsite that sounds pretty awesome um though we, we, we tried to get yeah, yeah we tried to get, to get reservations for that and failed uh so it looks like to go we would have to go in the standby line which is yeah. always uh a bit of an adventure it can be a long wait um so yeah, yeah that's the thing with offsites they uh, unless you have like a ticket or a reservation ahead of time you're looking at a real long wait so yeah i don't know i don't know if i want to do the, the long long waits this this time around yeah you know the wait list though for this one looks a little promising because the location of this offsite it's pretty far like mm. i think you're walking about a mile to get to and oh, okay. considering like the San Diego heat, I mean, it's not like hot, hot. It's not like yeah. East Coast hot, but it's like, you know, SoCal hot. Yeah. Generally, I feel like the further it is, the more reluctant people are to go. <laughs> there you go. And I say there that with experience because of the the Westworld experience that we mm-hmm. were able to attend uh, back in, geez, when was that? 2017? Mm. It, it was just off the heels of season one of Westworld. And that was a hot offsite. Um, yeah, I remember that you and I waited in line in the morning to get to, to get tickets to yeah. sign up. Right. And we were about what, 50 in line hours before they opened up. Oh yeah. It was, this was early. I mean, we yeah. got there with maybe 6am or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you just so happened to stumble upon it, which is crazy. Oh, right. I remember that. It was unannounced. There was no, online registration you just had to find it or you had to communicate with people on social media yeah and then as the hours got closer to them opening registration remember how people were just starting to sink into line and us being like about 50 in line started to get closer to like 100 and there was like a hundred person cap on this thing 
So long story short, we ended up getting waitlisted. I think, I think some of us just took off because it just didn't seem hopeful at all. Yeah. (laughs) And so when I found out where this was, it was at the hotel. uh, I think it's the Kimpton now. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was like, dude, this is a mile away. This is, this is a bit of a walk. (laughs) Yeah. And so my wife and I were like, all right, let's stick with it. Let's, let's see what happens. Yeah. And when we got there to check on like our waitlist situation and there was no guarantee we were waiting for a, I think a party of like six or eight people. It was a really small group of people. And as the time for the session to start was counting down, no one was showing up. Mm. And actually while we were waiting in line in the lobby, we did see brand from game of Thrones, uh, Mormont, from game of thrones yeah we saw a bunch of like game of thrones actors actually while we were waiting so we're like oh cool this is like already worth it nice (laughs) um but yeah the party that was supposed to be there didn't even show up so my wife and i actually had our own experience which was meant to be for about six to eight people so it was Mm. basically our own experience and it was it was awesome that's cool yeah a lot of this stuff is like a war of attrition right (laughs) who's gonna give up first yeah Yeah. and i've noticed that stuff that's further out you know people tend to not go to as much so that's a good tip you know proximity keep that in mind yeah so this jurassic park deal i think if we want to do this we might have a fair shot at it Mm, okay that's that's a that's a good uh a good tip there uh, considering the the location oh uh, speaking of off sites and location um, technically, the Comic-Con Museum is an off-site. And I did go to the Comic-Con Museum last year. And um, I do want to go back this year. It was really great. And um, yeah, there are a couple exhibits that I'm interested in checking out there. There's a Stan Lee exhibit and a Cowboy Bebop exhibit. So Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, they look they, they look really cool. So that's uh, that's trippy yeah. that there's a Comic Con museum. I feel like I feel like we've been living the Comic Con because <laughs> yeah. we've been attending for so long. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I will say this: I, I kind of had that thought before I went, um, but after I went uh, last year, I do think um, there's like added value. It's almost like, oh, if I have a badge, why would I? bother going there isn't that for people who like don't have a badge or aren't going to comic-con or whatever um but um it, it's really great that they they it's it's a beautiful museum and and they put put their exhibits together really well so um i would say it's worth trying out um it is kind of far though so like i have a car so like basically like the afternoon of preview night i'm planning to, to swing by and then go to preview night afterward, basically, oh. um, something like that. Um, so hey, maybe I'll maybe yeah. I'll join you. Hey, yeah. I, I don't have preview night this year, um, which is okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna just yeah dig my heels in and just get my bearings on things on what the offsites are gonna look like. That's what I think I'm gonna do. Right. Um, but hey, yeah. maybe we'll uh, join you for that museum. I am happy to carpool, swing by your hotel, and and uh, carpool on over. <laughs> Hey, is there any comic stuff you're excited to uh, to venture into at Comic-Con this year? Uh, well, I am definitely planning on doing comics shopping. Like, um, I'm definitely bringing my cash 
and uh, again, and pre nights like your night, right? That's that's the shopping night for comics. Yeah, yeah. You? Like you know, as you were alluding to earlier, preview night is not a guarantee. Um, but when I get it, that's the night I want to do most, if not all, my comic shopping. Get nice. That, get that out of the way. Um, yeah, that's what I'm planning to do that night, and um, probably all throughout the con, I'll be swinging by the vintage comics area and singing seeing what's what just out of curiosity is do you have a comics list that you're looking to fulfill or are you like okay i have a general idea like are you i, I haven't I, I i'm imagining you have like uh an eye out for obviously like like key books right yeah key books um i have a list it's not like completely set in stone like i will only buy off this list type thing um but yeah no i have some notes just just like anything i i've prepared some stuff to to keep in mind and stuff to look out for that sort of thing right on i am ready i'm ready to to hit the comics booths hard <laughs> i can't wait to see uh what your haul is going to look like uh after preview night yeah hey like anything with sccc it's part of the fun just to see what the vendors bring, you know, what prices they said and, you know, what, uh, what looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Preview yeah. night. I usually reserve for just scoping out the floor and then a lot of like the, you know, the toy retailers like Mattel, Hasbro, Lego, all those guys, like they have, you know, they have their exclusives, uh, and preview night is usually a good night to get a crack at it because the attendance on preview night is significantly less than it would be like on a, on a Friday, especially a Saturday. Right. Right. Yeah. I think Mattel is the booth that I would like normally go to. Um, I think that's where I've gone consistently every year. Although last year, the booth I waited for was HBO max. Mm. And I waited in line for, man, probably a good hour or so. And what I was hearing from the line was the giveaways that were giving. They sounded awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was a, it was a, uh, what should I call it? It was a spinning wheel of, of a random giveaway. Oh, and, okay. uh, yeah. 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 And like, you know the the Batman had just come out, like Harley Quinn series. Uh, the new the new season was being promoted, and I was hoping to get something that I was really interested in getting, and ended up walking away with I think like a tote bag and a poster of a show I've never watched. So <laughs> yeah. I was a little disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I learned my lesson. If I don't know what I'm going to be getting probably move on yeah well but, you know you never know right you, you never but, know what's gonna happen but i did walk away with making some friends in line who turns out one of them uh works for i forget the name of the publishing company but they're the they're they're the publishing company that did uh the shadow and bone series which my wife is really into and she got me into it um, and she was actually able to give us some really cool, like insight on like the Netflix show and what was going to be coming up with like the book series. So there was a bit of a silver lining there. Right on. Yeah. 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 See one of those things that you just, you never know who you're going to run into, who you're going to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. That's something pretty unique about 
SDCC, the people you're in line with are often people like in the industry. You know, at your typical con, it's just, you know, fans like us, right? And that's great. It's great interacting with fellow fans. But um, more than any other convention with SDCC, there are comics people and TV people and movie people just kind of amongst us. right? Yeah, it is cool, like running into them because it's like, you know, they're just as excited for Comic-Con as we yeah, are. Yeah. I mean, they're there you know, for the most part, they're there to work. So like, they want to have some fun too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're there to work, but you know, the phenomenon of San Diego comic-con is, is so like appealing and great that, you know, everyone's excited. Just every, everyone is, is, uh, is like hella stoked. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you know, that, that brings to mind, um, one of the things I'm most looking forward to, and that's just kind of taking it in. I remember last year, I had some moments where I just kind of took a beat, you know, sat on sat on the sidewalk and just kind of like took in the awesomeness. Took it all in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, particularly with me, like I hadn't gone in five years. Yeah, 2017 was the last one I had gone to prior to last year. And, you know, we had COVID and um, just to be there and have this back was pretty special, you know. So I'm going to be doing the same this time around, just appreciating it. You know, Um, I think I love I love telling people the story of when I went to Comic-Con and I had no tickets for Comic-Con. I had no Mm -hmm. tickets. Mm -hmm. I had no hotel. And I was just like, I'm just going to fly in and fly out. If I have no place to sleep, I'm going to just sleep where everyone's camping out uh where everyone is during hall age and everything just seemed to have worked out that year um what year was this i think it was like 2000 oh man like 2012 or 2013 mm-hmm. it was the year well here was the primary drive as to why i did that was because that was the year they were going to fly in all of the different batmobiles from all the different movies yeah and i was like I need to be there. I need to see these Batmobiles like up close and personal. And that's the only reason why I'm going to go there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And it worked out, man. I ended up connecting with some buddies that were like, Hey, we got an extra place for you to like sleep. And I'm like, cool, man, I'll sleep in the bathtub if I, if I need to. Nice. Yeah. And, and it turned out that like two of the guys that were there, they were also, they were also working. And so they weren't making use of their badge and they're like, Hey, if you want to borrow our badge and go on the convention floor, go for it. And, Dang. and it was a blast. And it was also the same year where they had a, a stage um, on the outside area of uh, where the Hilton is. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. And it was basically everyone from hall H and ballroom 20 being funneled to the stage for like a Q and a, um, and like, just, you know, just, 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 just being present. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. know. I don't know if everyone knew about it. So I was like front row. I was high fiving the celebrities that were walking by. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it was a blast. And the night ended with I'm a big fan of Kirby Crackle. He's like he's like this uh, nerd rock band um, that I love to listen to. I got to watch a live like concert and the night ended with uh, Kevin Smith 
interviewing the man, the late great Kevin Conroy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so it was a blast, man. I wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> and I went and it was awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That was 2012. 2012. 2012. Yeah. That that was my first year at STCC. Oh man, was that your yeah. first year? Really? Yeah, it was my first wow. year. And um, the stuff you mentioned was great for me because while I did have a badge, it was only a Sunday badge. So I was relying on a lot of this offsite stuff. So I, I discovered that stage also. I was like, holy shit, this is this is just free for anybody. Just random people can just go. And I remember just hanging out there and then like kevin bacon walks on stage and he he like performs he's like in a band i guess <laughs> and i'm like wait holy shit I remember that. Kevin bacon right isn't yeah. that awesome yeah it was great and um yeah definitely a lot of fond memories um i don't know i'm curious yeah. how that stage would fare today because um yeah you didn't need a ticket to be out on that lawn like anyone could have yeah. been out there yeah. And I, I bet you if that was, a, and that only happened that one year. And mm -hmm. I bet you if that became a recurring thing, that lawn would be crazy. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Like they had that stage there and then they had the Batmobiles like basically right next to it. So there was so all awesome. this like amazing shit right there that you did not need a Comic-Con badge for. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, we kind of you know out. You know who I ended up meeting too by the Batmobiles? I met, um, if you watch the Big Bang Theory, uh, the guy that plays uh, Rajesh Kudrapali, oh, I met yeah. that guy. And no way. The guy, I forget the actor's name, but he plays the geologist on, on the Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I, I met him as well. <laughs> and <laughs> nice. it, was, it was so fun, man. Such such great memories of that, of that year. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, with those Batmobiles... That, oh man, in retrospect, that was pretty amazing because there there were like no lines. I remember just just no lines. walking around, like just taking pictures super close up, and um, yeah, no big deal. I would I would imagine if they yeah. had something like that, like today, it would just be like insanely crowded. <laughs> and you were only separated from the Batmobiles by a rope, you know? <laughs> right. And I'm like, I'm gonna touch this Batmobile just to say I touched it. Because yeah. who's going to stop me? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So awesome. All right. Yeah. So I think, yeah, the the ongoing um, message here is unexpected, awesome shit happens at SDCC all the time. So yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. Hey, speaking of Batman, by the way, have you heard of this? Um, the Batman Forever Schumacher cut. Mm. have you heard of this uh no i have not so it sounds like kevin smith was able to get a hold of a um the not not the theatrical version that came out that we all saw but a schumacher cut that was uh that was just never released and somehow kevin smith got a hold of it and um had a private screening with a select group of people i think it was like july 1st uh, and they were able to watch, you know, uh, Joel Schumacher's true vision of what Batman Forever was supposed to be. Oh, and shit. apparently there was like 37 minutes of like unreleased footage. Whoa. Um, and so now with the buzz of it being out there, a lot of people are asking like, hey, when are we going to get this cut? Right. I mean, coming off the heels of like, 
you know, the, um, the, the Snyder cut, I feel like that's been a thing. Like when's the Snyder cut of whatever are going to be released, you know, <laughs> yeah, being popular, yeah. man, I, I gotta say, I'm, I'd be really excited to see this movie. I mean, not my favorite Batman movie. I mean, everything after Tim Burton, not my favorite. Um, but I, I would like to see what his true intentions of that film was other than the whole term of making the movie toyetic. You know what that is, right? right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Making the movie for the sake of just selling toys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I wonder if it steers away from that and it's in, you know, and it's more in line with what Tim Burton delivered to us. Mm-hmm. Release the Schumacher cut. We got to see the Schumacher it might, cut. It man. might be a thing. Yeah. I'm super curious. Like, yeah, it wasn't the best Batman movie, but maybe this other cut is a big improvement. And that is a pretty tantalizing prospect, right? Yeah. So yeah, we might have to, um, we might have to go ask our buddy Kevin Smith at Comic-Con about this, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get his thoughts. Or see if there's some bootlegger out there that, that has it. <laughs> right. We got to see it. Someone's got it. (laughs) Someone has to have it. (laughs) Hey, I don't know if we talked about this uh, in our last uh, flash get together, but did we talk about James Gunn casting Superman and Lois Lane for his Superman movie? I don't know if we did. We may have talked like off mic about it, but um, yeah, that's recent big, you know, yeah. Huge news. news. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm not I'm not super familiar with with the actors David Corn Sweat and Rachel uh Brosnahan Brosnahan? Uh, Brosnahan yeah yeah um I didn't watch the uh what's that show she's on in Hulu Oh yeah the marvelous Mrs. Maisel yeah. yeah she's great in that so I was pretty happy to hear that she's the new Lois um but you know with with James Gunn behind the wheel here yeah it could be really awesome so I think the question has been going around, like, what what age are they going to be capturing Superman at? Mm-hmm. And James Gunn responded with, um, he's going to be uh, he's going to be the same age as David, the actor that's going to be playing Superman. And that guy okay. is, I okay. think he's just about to turn 30. So okay. we're going to see Superman at, at that age. A pretty young Superman. Interesting. Yeah. Now, yeah. have they addressed like the time period it takes place in? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, it does feel like it's going to be modeled after all-star Superman though. Um, which is going to be really interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. it's a great, great story. 12, uh, issue run from, uh, I believe it was Frank quietly. Um, who else was on that book? I can, it's been so long since I read that book. Um, but if, if, if that's the story it's going to be modeled after, that's going to be interesting. Have you mm-hmm. read have you read All-Star Superman? I haven't, no. So it's basically the story of Superman that has, because you know how he gathers his power from the sun, right? Like that's what charges him. Yeah. Like he's been overdosed with the power of sun and he, he realizes that like he's he's like dying. And so he goes on this quest to sort of fulfill, like, um, you know, like fulfill his bucket list. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been so long since I read that book. I should yeah. read it again. Um, but it was a great story. Uh, yeah, I think it was a pretty claim, critically acclaimed book. Um, but yeah, I think if that's what we're starting with, I think that might be a cool way to kick off Superman in this new uh, yeah. DC universe. Yeah. Excellent. 
Yeah, we might be seeing promotion for that at next year's SDCC. I could see that James yeah. Gunn rolling out uh, the previews and whatnot. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, we'll see. All right, uh, so we're going to keep it tight. Any final thoughts about SDCC 2023 or anything else at all? Anything else at all? Hey, one thing I wanted to bring up: are you a are you a fan of The Office? Um. I, I am maybe more so of the British version, but you know, I have watched both. So it's confirmed that the office is in the DC universe. What? No way. Yeah. Yeah. How? how? So there's an issue of Nightwing. It just came out. It's issue 105. And it's a cool book, actually. It's it's like a first person like perspective from Nightwing, Nightwing 105. And the entire story is from his perspective. So you're literally looking through his eyes and what he's seeing. And the only time you ever see him is when he sees a reflection of himself or something like that. Mm -hmm. But there's a part in the book where he crashes through a building and we see all the familiar faces of everyone from the office in this book. (laughs) It's actually pretty, it's really awesome. If you haven't read it, I I recommend checking it out just for that. Even if you're not a, I'm a big Nightwing fan, but I thought that was really cool. That's crazy. (laughs) <laughs> talk about universes colliding yeah <laughs> that that is something i would not have expected yeah i ended up like re-watching the office during the pandemic because it gave me this sort of sense of being in an office okay there was right. like this weird comforting feeling about it and yeah. um yeah it was nice i think it helped me get through the pandemic and seeing them re-emerge in nightwing 105 yeah <laughs> i thought was a nice uh nice way to see him (laughs) (laughs) that's funny yeah i think i think we all did some stuff during the pandemic years that you know is a little bit eyebrow raising but you know whatever we needed to do to get through it all good (laughs) No, no judgment and then the last thing i wanted to bring up yeah have you heard anything about deadpool 3 um very little other than you know like the hugh jackman stuff but uh well what's the latest there how would you like to see ben affleck and jennifer garner reprise their roles as daredevil what (laughs) i think that's hitting the rumor mill oh yeah i think jennifer garner actually confirmed that uh she's she's gonna be in it if not she's (laughs) she's she's open to it okay which i think is very fitting for daredevil yeah. And considering all the multiverse stuff that's being thrown in our faces, it makes sense. Like, why yeah. not bring those guys back? Yeah. Yeah. If there was a Marvel movie to do some crazy shit like this, Deadpool, right? It, it, that fits. You know, that, 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 that tracks, right? <laughs> so why not? Why not in- indeed? Yeah. <laughs> all right. With that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Henry and Rainier.